Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. We're back at her, better than ever, rip roaring, ready to go. All of that fun stuff, you know, those words, phrases, all those phrases. We're we're back at it, full bore. Back with another fantastic episode, ready to share it with everyone. I mean, uh, I'm I was very stoked on this one and. I uh, I wanted to bring it out a little sooner than later with the uh, with the upcoming show this week, the upcoming uh, WPW show at the West End Cultural Center, April fifteenth. Yes, Friday, April fifteenth. Um, so I figured I'd release it today, being Sunday, and uh, there might be might be another episode later on this week. But just like in wrestling, uh, podcast subject to change might not happen. We'll wait and see. But nonetheless, this one's coming out, and I'm very excited to share it with you. Uh, this week on the podcast, I was joined by Chad Daniels. Uh, Chad, born and raised Winnipeg. Uh, he has been wrestling with CWE. He's going to be wrestling uh, this Friday at the WPW show. And he's also going to be a part of uh, the Wrestling Academy contest run by Jacques Rougeau when he was on he was talking about it so he's actually a part of that he's the lone Winnipeg entrant in the contest so it's a very exciting opportunity for him very stoked for him and hopefully uh, hopefully you guys will be able to uh, help him along the way get those votes in for him when the time comes so that he can go on to the next round and hopefully get the opportunity to train at the Nightmare Factory down with uh, QT and all the other great trainers down in Atlanta so, nonetheless, without further ado on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Chad Daniels. Now, I know from doing my research online that from the very beginning, from when you were born, you have a deep connection to wrestling. Yes, I was actually, so I was born on a Monday night, and during my mother's pregnancy my father was watching monday night raw <laughs> so you could say i was kind of born into loving wrestling mm-hmm. and i mean i'm assuming you know that you have been a fan since it's since you can remember yeah most definitely there's not really a pinpoint of when i became a fan but just my father was a big fan my grandparents are big fans and i guess my brother he's a big fan as well so it kind of rubbed off from him to me. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, when you were younger, was there anyone that really stood out to you that, you know, you were drawn to? Oh, well, I was born in 2001. So, I mean, I was right where the ruthless aggression end of the attitude era. So mm-hmm. probably, I mean, John Cena is a big one, of course. Yeah. I mean, growing up with him, growing up with Randy Orton, Edge. Shawn Michaels in his later uh, career, The Undertaker's big, big influence. Mm-hmm. And then you got guys like Jeff Hardy and Christian and even watching Eugene. I got to meet <laughs> him once, so that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. But well, yeah. And I mean, y- you mentioned that, you know, your your entire family pretty much is were wrestling fans. Were you guys going to shows when you were younger too? Yeah, my very first live event was actually a cross between raw and then when they brought back ecw okay 
So I believe the main event of that was John Cena versus Chris Jericho, I think, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. But, I mean, other than that, I always, every year, whenever they come, Ross, SmackDown, I'm always there. Go to the house. Always shows attending. Yeah, and definitely. Were, were you guys ever going to some of the local independent shows at all? Yeah, my first um, local event was, I believe it was CWE. Yeah. The company I wrestle for now. Yeah. And it was at the Maples Community Center. Okay. And the one, the one big thing I remember from that one was there was this tag team ladder match. And actually, a friend of mine, AJ Sanchez, he jumped uh, from the very top of the uh, basketball hoop onto a guy through a couple tables. Okay. So that was, that was my first real, real shocking moment. Uh, now, I, I mean, you know, you're friends with AJ. Did you, did you bring that up to him? you know, eventually when you did become to get to know him? I don't think I've ever brought it up, actually. <laughs> That's good. I'll probably have to bring it up one day. It's a good story to tell him. Now, I mean, you're a fan growing up. Uh, you're, you're, I know you were big into the collectibles and stuff like that, correct? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, still yeah. am. Yeah. Was there, are there any pieces that, you know, like really stand out to you that really have meaning to you? Um... Well, I guess the big meaningful pieces would be the action figures I grew up with. Yeah. So the the Jacks, when Jacks used to make the figures, mm-hmm. I just have I have a bin full in my uh, closet of all the ones I used to play with, and then they had all the Jacks classics, which I have displayed up, and mm-hmm. those ones are a little better condition, so I have them <laughs> displayed. You know. Oh, yeah. oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, but yeah, other than that, uh, I mean, even just the wrestling video games growing up, the SmackDown vs. Raw series for PlayStation 2, mm-hmm. played those a lot, learned a lot from those games, and yeah. The the figures are always something that I like I'm always interested in. I don't have I only have a couple and they're just they're sentimental ones that were given to me. But you see, like I know they came out with like a Bret Hart King of the Ring one where he's got the robe and the crown and stuff like that, little special ones like that. And you see that and it's really like this is really cool for anyone who collects or just you know likes buying figures. Yeah, it's it's amazing now because Mattel took over and since then the detail is just crazy mm-hmm. the likenesses they can get on the face scans for even the wrestlers that have passed away mm-hmm. and then even the attires how crazy detailed they are and it's they look really good every once in a while i'll catch myself going on e- uh, ebay and just looking up like just random figures and like you know there's an owen hart one up there that i'm watching and it's just like ah, it's only you know like 30 bucks or whatever but it's just like ah, do i need it you know i'm going back and forth you know <laughs> yeah I mean, every, I don't know. I've always been, I always loved collecting them. It's just, it just, it brings, it just like the different attires bring back so many memories mm-hmm. from like, if you saw a match back in the day and then they finally come out with a figure, it's like, it brings up good memories from childhood. Mm-hmm. You, you tie, you tie the two together, you know? So it's something, you know, that you always have to look back at. So yeah, most yeah. definitely. At what point were you like, I mean, you were always a fan. When did you think that this could become a reality for you to become a wrestler? Uh, I mean, probably all the way back to elementary school, I would say. Yeah. I mean, all the 
all the little projects we used to do and they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they tell you to write about it. I always wrote about being a pro wrestler, mm -hmm. wrote about my favorite wrestlers and wanting to travel the world and make it to the top companies, of course. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, no, that's great. Um, you, I mean, at what age, like, cause I know you went out to storm wrestling. You were trained out there by Lance. Yeah. Uh, when did you uh, head out there? At what age? Uh, so I graduated high school 2019 mm -hmm. and then I joined his academy September of that year. Okay. So, so right after was, graduating. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I was a part of his very last class. So that was, that was an honor to me as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah. he had closed up cause he, I think he had gotten a job with uh, WWE at the time as an agent, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he joined as an agent, and then he got released shortly after due to COVID and all that. And mm -hmm. I guess now, now he's an impact. When you, like, you're, I mean, pretty much 18 heading out there, it's a big step. I, I, I've talked to a few people who were also trained out by Lance. I mean, Sean Moore, Bobby Shink, uh, Travis Cole. Um, they, they've talked a little bit about it, but for yourself, could you describe what it was like heading out there the experience of being trained at storm wrestling i mean ever i mean since i was probably middle school i started looking up wrestling schools mm -hmm. and where to go and i was looking up in the states and all that but then lance storm stuck out because it was close to home right yeah just out in alberta and that was probably the one that i was able to go after all to but I mean, the experience being there the first day was, I mean, Lance is just such a nice, kind guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have not, nothing bad to say about him. He's, he was great training us. He was very patient. He was very about the fundamentals of wrestling, mm -hmm. getting all the little steps right and perfect, and then moving up towards the bigger steps. Mm -hmm. But even the students in the class was, I mean, you had guys from, china to australia to the states to ireland even mixing those cultures together and having such a a close class that's willing to work with each other and help each other out and mm -hmm. teach each other different things it was really fun really humbling and it's a good time and when you're in a position like that where you've got a trainer like lance who's you know as great as he is and even the class and everyone wanting to help each other and better each other, that really makes for a great environment for yourself to learn. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, when you got other people cheering you on and wanting you to succeed, it mm -hmm. just makes everything much, much better and easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long was the training out there for you? Uh, so it was from September to November, five days a week. Okay. Yeah, so we would train, I believe. It was early morning to a little bit late afternoon, maybe 10 to 3 or 4. Okay. I don't remember the exact time, but it was a good chunk. Was there any advice that, you know, or things that you picked up from Lance that really you kind of held on to? Uh, I mean, just... How can I say? Be be respectful always wherever promotion you go. Always treat everybody the way you want to be treated, right? Mm -hmm. 
but other things wrestling related, just take it slow, keep a nice, a nice pace mm-hmm. and just uh, don't do anything that you shouldn't uh, don't do anything you haven't learned. Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't be too egotistical. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that definitely seems like uh, a good, you know, piece of advice from Lance considering the person he is. So yeah, definitely. Now, I mean, you're out there for a few months doing training. You come, was your, did you have any matches out there before you made your venture back to Winnipeg? Uh, no, just in training, we had matches and I got to face Lance Storm. So that was a, that was a plus for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to cap off the whole training experience out there. Eh? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, there's only, you know, so many people that can say that they were able to lock up with him. So at least you're one of them now as well. Yeah. He did stiff me on a super kick, but that's okay. <laughs> You'll hold that receipt for later. Eh? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So you come back to Winnipeg, you're, you finish your training. How long after you get back before you have your first match? Uh, I believe I messaged Danny Warren of CWE, uh, maybe in February. Okay. We had a rookie show. Mm-hmm. So I messaged him and said, I just came back from training with Lance and see if I can have a match on the show. And he said, yes, of course, come on down. And I went down that night and had a match against a guy named, well, he was at the time named Barry Grayson. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've had him on before. He's a fantastic, fantastic guy. Uh, yeah. He was a very nice guy. Yeah. So easy to work with. Mm-hmm. So your first match was, was with Barry. Was there anything else that stood out to you about that, that experience for you? Uh, well, I mean, it was the first time in front of a, a live crowd. Right. So mm-hmm. that was a little, a little bit nerve wracking, I would say. So, I mean, growing up, I've always been a little bit of a shy, shy person. So mm-hmm. opening up and being out there is a little, a little bit of a change. Mm-hmm. W- were you able, I mean, you come from a family of wrestling fans. Were they able to see your first match? Yeah, I had my, my father down there, my brother, a couple cousins, my grandmother. So I think my, yeah, my mother as well. Everybody yeah. came down for the first one. That's awesome. It's got to be a great feeling being able to share that with everyone and just taking it all in. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, when you tell these people what you want to become and then you actually go out and do it, it's, it's uh it's a good, good time. Now, I mean, your first match is February of 2020, and we all know what happens after that. I mean, COVID really it put a bit of a damper on your progression through everything, didn't it? It did, because you, you dream about this from childhood, and then you finally get done with training, and then just this terrible disease hits and mm-hmm. throws off everything. You can't go wrestle anywhere, can't travel. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a couple shots in Winnipeg we were doing shows in front of nobody on Facebook live, but it's just not the same, not being in front of a crowd and Mm -hmm. working off their energy. But I mean, it is ring time. So yeah, it does help. You're still getting the experience, still getting those reps in to better yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, before the pandemic hit, do you remember how many matches you were able to have? Was it just the one or was there a few for you? Um, it was a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were all 
think they were all at Rookie Sports Bar. It was only maybe a couple couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't really remember, but yeah, it wasn't too many. No, I mean, you mentioned doing the, you know, the empty shows, doing the adrenaline uh, TV t- uh yeah, TV tapings or YouTube yeah. tapings. Now, I know some wrestlers have talked about how it's such a change going from wrestling in front of fans to wrestling with nobody, you know? Tough to gauge the crowd reactions, and you almost have to put like a – almost go on the fly a little bit more. Did you notice the same issues since you had only had a few matches leading up to that? I mean, there wasn't really – can't really say there was any issues because, I mean – I haven't had any past experiences anyways yeah. that weren't too too over the top. So it was just me going out there and trying to do the best I can. And mm-hmm. yeah. Uh you you do these shows, you do the tapings, they go up on YouTube. Do you ever like do you watch back and just be like, here I am, the entire world is able to watch me right now if they want. It's gotta be a great feeling. It is a great feeling. I I mean, I watch my matches and I just, I like to nitpick so much. Mm-hmm. So that kind of throws me off a little bit because it's like, I should have done this. I should have done that. This could have been better. That could have been better. But I mean, just to, to think of people that people can watch at any time and even just a random person can come up on it and watch me and search me up and see all about me. Mm-hmm. It's a cool feeling you're getting the chance to work with some, you know, some veteran wrestlers, some, you know, like people who have been a part of the independent scene here in Winnipeg and across Canada for many years. Uh, Has there been any, you know, advice given to you that really, you know, you're able to look back and be like, yeah, this is going to be able to help me out. Um, Let me think. Well, the most recent advice was I was doing a, I did a match with Mentalo. And after we came back to the curtain, he just kind of gave me a, a stern talking to mm-hmm. just about, he referenced Kobe Bryant and how passionate he was and how hard he trained 24 mm-hmm. seven all the time. So he kind of said that for me, go out, train as hard as you can, go to all these different shows, gain all this experience and slow it down a little bit and just follow try to listen to the crowd, see what they want mm-hmm. and just, yeah, yeah. You hear the, the advice of slow it down quite a bit. Like lots of people will mention that. And it really holds true because I know sometimes watching as a fan, I'll, I'll be watching a match. I watched one a few weeks back and um, it was for RCW of Alberta. Um, so I'm watching the match and, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's, it's so slow, like pick it up a little bit. And then I'm like, hold on a sec, you know, they're slowing it down. This is playing perfectly into the storyline and it's really being able to help the match out so much more. So the advice really holds true. Yeah, it most definitely does. So, I mean, I like thinking about the psychology of a match. I mean, slowing it down and then bringing it up, playing with the crowd, bringing it mm-hmm. back down. And then bringing it up till the climax where the comeback and all that. And mm-hmm. just, just the way you play the crowd and change their emotions mm-hmm. is what I want to try to do better at. For sure. And I mean, that's a great thing to, 
you're able to hold the crowd in your hand with that, you know, like they're going to be feeding off everything, all the emotion. It's such a great thing to do. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Like a puppet master. <laughs> Basically, you know, you're, you're controlling their emotions. You're controlling the, the vibe of the, the building, you know, everyone's, everyone's going to be hooked to every move, every, every, you know, emotion that you're portraying out there. So it's a great thing. You know, it's got to be a, an incredible feeling. Yeah. Even like when you move fast in a match, sure. You're doing all these cool moves. Sure. You get mm. a cheer here and there, but it doesn't mean anything. And I mm. want everything I do to mean something. I want people to invest as much emotion in me as I invest in the match and into them. Mm-hmm that's a perfect thing because you can you know have some of those fast matches where it's like 10 huge moves in a row but you know after that 10th one does anyone remember the first five you know whereas if you slow it down and you're meticulous and methodical about it you can really people are going to remember that one or two really big things that's exactly right and even if every match is the same on the card it's like who really cares Mm-hmm. Like we want all these different type of matches, all these different type of characters. We want the crowd to invest in us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that's the thing. It's not just being a fan of one style or anything, because I know some of my favorite matches. I mean, one of my all time favorite matches is uh, Lesnar and Cena from SummerSlam uh, 2014, I think. But then I also love, you know, like, the young bucks and lucha bros so it's like it can be two completely different matches but still encapsulate everything so yeah definitely yeah so you've been a part of the cwe shows i know recently you were out in alberta for can-am wrestling yeah that was my first trip out of province for wrestling Mm -hmm. yeah my first trip to alberta and outside of manitoba but before the can-am trips i was actually in Flin Flon for a couple of days. We went up north to uh, do a couple reservation shows. Nice. How was that for you? What was the experience like? Those were, I mean, those were fun, humbling shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, being on these different reserves, just the way the lifestyle is, is totally different than being in the city, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have all these kids. They don't see anything like this happen quite too often. So they were very very in on it they paid a lot of attention they were very excited making lots of noise and mm-hmm. that really helps us out oh for sure you see how invested they are and it's i mean like you said you know it's a much different lifestyle on some of those uh reservations than it is here in the city so to see how invested they are how much they appreciate and are wanting to see you guys it's it's you're really influencing them in a in a different way so yeah see and just putting a smile on their face just makes me feel great Mm -hmm. no for sure so when were those uh flin flan shows um it was a couple weeks from what was it uh, the end of march okay yeah or maybe the big at the middle of march maybe possibly yeah and then i came home for a day and then the next day we drove to uh alberta Mm-hmm. Now, out in Alberta, what was that experience like for you with Can-Am? Oh, Can-Am was a fun time. Yeah. I mean, meet, meeting all the new the new wrestlers were very nice. I had a couple great matches with the uh, first match was with KB6. Mm-hmm. That was a great match. Had a 
three on three match and with uh, me, Travis Cole, and KB6 versus AJ Sanchez, O'Doyle, and Kevin Cannon. Mm-hmm. That was a fun match. The crowd was very into it. All the kids were very excited. Mm-hmm. Then the last match I had on that tour was against Kevin Cannon. Okay. Which was a good match. I would say one of my best matches so far. Yeah. That's, that's good. Um, do you have any plans to head back out there? Uh, actually, yeah. April 20th, I will be back in Alberta. April 20th is with uh, in Calgary with Can-Am. Perfect. April 21st is with Okotoks. April 22nd will be in Strathmore. And April 23rd will be in Airdrie, Alberta. Oh, nice. So you're getting the whole Alberta tour while you're out there. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I mean, after Alberta, like, do you have any other plans to, you know, head further out West, whether, you know, BC, Saskatchewan, or maybe, I mean, we know you're going to be heading out East eventually. We'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, what's, what, what, what else do you want to do? Like, where else do you want to go? Where else do I want to go? Well, anywhere to be quite honest. Yeah. I mean, anywhere where I can get a show in, in Canada, I mean, I'd love to go to, BC, wrestle in Saskatchewan, go down to Toronto and wrestle. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the main goal is getting my way up to the States. Yeah. And of course, the ultimate goal would be, well, for me, it would be WWE would be the ultimate goal. Yeah. It's, I mean, I know a few people have talked about it, how being in Winnipeg, there's not many major cities around here. So if you want to, you know, wrestle in a different city, you're driving to, you know, Regina, Saskatchewan, Calgary. It's not like in the States where you can go down to Minneapolis and wrestle for three different promotions in a weekend. Yeah. It's, we definitely got the short end of the stick up here. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of, lots of traveling, lots of hours in the car, but Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're with the right people, you can gain so much knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even heading out there with Can-Am, you know, being there with, you know, you know, AJ Sanchez with, you know, uh, Travis Cole, Kevin Cannon, Kevin O'Doyle, all those guys, you're picking up so much from all of them. Yeah. They have so much years of experience and each one has been in different scenarios. So, I mean, there's so much we can learn. Mm -hmm. So I had mentioned heading out East and a few weeks back, I was fortunate enough to, to talk to Jacques Rougeau on the show. And he mentioned the, uh, wrestling Academy contest that they're doing, and you are a part of that. How did this come to be for you? Well, so it's actually a little bit of a funny story. So last year in November, I went out for Chinese food with my parents. And you know how after Chinese, you get the fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. So I cracked that open and I got this fortune, which I have right here in my hand. And it said, when opportunity knocks, answer the door. So with that in mind, I went home for the night and I looked up on uh, my phone like I normally do, just the wrestling news. Mm-hmm. And I came across um, Hannibal TV on YouTube. Okay. So he did an interview with Jacques Rougeau regarding the contest. So I looked it up and applied on the website. You just give a little bit of a profile about you and Mm -hmm. send in a video. And Jacques Rougeau got back to me and said that I'm a part of Wrestling Academy 2022 and I'm the only one from 
Winnipeg, Manitoba, who was chosen. So that was a real <laughs> humbling surprise. <laughs> it, it's got, I mean, humbling, but it's also got to be, you know, quite exciting to know that, you know, because I'm sure there was many others who applied, but you're the one that was picked. So that's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. So especially the opportunity of $5,000 for the winner mm-hmm. and uh, being able to train for three months down in Atlanta, Georgia at the nightmare factory. I mean, it's pretty life-changing. <laughs> oh, definitely. There's so many opportunities that can come from this. You're getting the experience of, you know, heading out there, learning from, you know, being able to take stuff in from other wrestlers from across Canada to, you know, being able to talk to Jacques or, you know, any other coaches and stuff like that. And then you have that on top of the chance to go down to the nightmare factory. And we're all familiar with, you know, some of the wrestlers that have come from there, the opportunities that can arise from that. That's huge for someone in your position. Yeah, most, most definitely. I mean, it's it's hard for Canadian wrestlers to make it outside of Canada, mm-hmm. but I mean, this is just, this just opens all the doors mm-hmm. literally. I mean, even for people who say the people who don't make it, I mean, you're on the website for eight months now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Q, QT Marshall has checked out the website. I'm sure all the fans have checked out the website, probably other promoters. I mean, just the opportunities, possibilities are endless now. Mm-hmm. You get that. You're going to have so many more eyes on you as a, a wrestler. You know, you're going to develop more fans. So this is a great opportunity. And I'm very excited. When does it start? Uh, so the very first show is May 15th. Okay. Down in Montreal at the Club Soda Center. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have my first match on that show. It's going to be a three-on-three tag team match. Nice. So when do you, when are you heading out there for that? Uh, so I fly out actually the morning of the 15th. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Fly out that day, do the show that night and then fly back home the next day. Okay. So it's just a quick trip there and then you're going to see how things play out for yourself. Yeah. Then it progresses. And once I advance, <laughs> yeah. uh, we go from there. How is it? You, uh, how was it chosen for who is going to be advancing? Is it judges out there? Is it fans who are going to pick or how's that working out? So 60% of the, um, the voting is by the fans themselves. Okay. And then 40% is by the, uh, I think the ringside judges. So what you're saying is everyone in Winnipeg needs to tune in and submit their vote for you to support you. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so Winnipeg, that's what we have to do. We got to get Chad Daniels to move on to the next round. Yes, everybody who would vote for me, I appreciate it, and I thank you in advance. <laughs> I mean, we had talked a little bit about. Um, uh, first, I should actually say um, wrestling-academy.ca for more information about it. Check out the profiles and make sure you show support to Chad on there. Uh, before we continue on, I should get that in. Um, we had talked a little bit about COVID and how that affected you. And I know that you unfortunately had to miss the King of Transcoa show recently. Yeah, I just uh, tested positive a couple days before, so... I thought it was in my best interest and the best interest of the wrestlers and the fans to pull out of the show. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, you got to, 
you got to be safe about everything. So I think that's very incredibly admirable about doing that. It's, it sucks to pull out of a show, especially that, you know, one of the first ones back with, you know, a live crowd there. Yeah, most definitely. I was, I was a little pissed off by that, but mm-hmm. I mean, this was the first time I have got COVID this whole, um, since it's been around and mm-hmm. I didn't know how my body was going to react. So if I don't know how I'm going to react, what if I give it to somebody else? How are they going to react to it? Yeah. And that's yeah. not something I wanted to do. No, you don't want that on your conscience at all. And I mean, it's, it's for the good of everyone. So, I mean, that's, it's really great. And I mean, with, you know, not being able to do the King of Transcona show, you are going to be at the upcoming Winnipeg pro wrestling show. With, I think it's April 15th, correct? Yes. April 15th at the West end cultural center. And that is a huge opportunity. They've been doing some fantastic stuff. And I mean, they've been, I mean, held off for two years because of COVID, but they're back. And I mean, the show sold out, but it's going to be, it's going to be packed there. Yeah. I'm not too sure how much the arena really holds, but I know it's going to be packed. A lot of people uh, are going to have PCO down there. Mm-hmm. going to have, uh, I think it's Effie. Yeah. Effie. From GCW. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be able to, you know, take in some more, you know, experience there from, you know, wrestlers that you might not get the opportunity to. So that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe link up with them and see if we can maybe travel somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, do you know, I think you're going to be teaming with Sammy Peppers, correct? Yeah. Sammy Peppers of Red Hot Summer. Nice. Sammy's a great guy. Very stoked for you guys. This is a great opportunity. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Now, I mean, we've talked about, you know, your, you know, career so far, some of your matches, uh, you mentioned the one with Kevin Cannon um, that really stood out to you. Was there any others that have really made an impact on you so far? Um, Well, the one match that I had with Mentolo that we discussed Mm -hmm. earlier with the talking that he had with me, Uh, the one in Flin Flon I just had recently with Big Bobby Shink. Mm-hmm. That was another one that stands out. And there was one that I had in Gladstone last year with uh, Tyler James and the Degenerates. Yeah. So those are a few matches I would say I really enjoyed and stand out to me. Nice. Now, I mean, as a fan, I mean, you've got, you know, 20 some odd years of fandom going on. What are some of your favorite matches? Um, favorite matches anywhere from WrestleMania 17, Stone Cold and The Rock in the main event. Oh, so good. Uh, yeah, that was one of my, that was actually one of the first uh, VHSs I had back in the day. <laughs> I would watch, watch that one religiously. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, WrestleMania 12, Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. That one stands out. Uh, WrestleMania 17 again, the triple threat ladder match with the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudleys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good match between John Cena and AJ Styles. I believe it was at SummerSlam for the WWE Championship. That was a very good match. Yeah, that was. I love that match as well. Yeah, they had great chemistry together. Yeah, they did. And even most recently, this past WrestleMania, Austin and Kevin Owens. I enjoyed the hell out of that match. Oh, I bet. That was a roller coaster of a ride. 
what were your overall thoughts on WrestleMania this year? Um, overall, I enjoyed the show. I mean, now that they have it two nights, it's, I would say it makes it a lot easier to watch mm-hmm. most definitely. I mean, Cody Rhodes returning. That's, that was a good, uh, good moment. The pop was huge mm-hmm. and the match overall was, it was a good match as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I and then I I'd oh, heard, oh, I had heard that one really stood out and the, uh, Bianca and Becky match. Yeah. That one stood out as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you're a big fan of uh, WWF WrestleMania. Do you watch, uh, are you tuned into like NXT and stuff like that too? I do watch NXT. I mean, not, I mean, I always, I always watch the highlights of everything. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times I'm in the gym a lot. So during that time, so I have to watch the highlights afterwards, but mm-hmm. I do watch NXT. I do watch AEW every mm-hmm. week, Raw, SmackDown, of course. Those are the main ones that I, I focus on. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so much out there. I mean, you really have to pick and choose the stuff you enjoy and just stick with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, Chad, where can people find you online if you have anything you want to plug, whether it's, uh, I mean, you've mentioned some upcoming shows, if you have more you want to drop or, uh, you know, your social media, that stuff. Oh, well, the one show I didn't drop is May 13th for CWE. It's going to be at the Holy Eucharist Parish Center. Nice. It'll be the first show without any restrictions. And it's going to be uh, all family show. So you and your kids can come down and watch. Anybody can. Perfect. And then you can find me on Instagram at the underscore Chad underscore Daniels. And you can find me on Facebook at Chad Daniels. Perfect. Chad, good luck uh, at the WPW show, the CWE show, and I wish you all the luck at the upcoming uh, Wrestling Academy contest. I hope you advance. Thank you, Blair. I appreciate it, and it's been a pleasure being on the podcast. Thank you so much to Chad Daniels for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to have him on. It was a lot of fun to talk to him and, you know, just get to know a little bit more about him. So good luck to him at the WPW show on Friday. Uh, also at the upcoming CWE shows and out in Montreal with uh, the Wrestling Academy contest. All the best to him. Hopefully he can pull through and make it on to the uh, next round and get that uh get the uh, prize and the chance to uh, go train in Atlanta. That'd be a huge opportunity for him. Thank you to him. And thank you for checking out the podcast. I truly appreciate it. I say it every time. I will always say it. Thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate it. So uh, if it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod. Check me out on there. We can talk some wrestling. Uh, Email GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. You can shoot me a question, comment, concern, all that sort of stuff. Uh, find me there uh, up on Facebook, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Um, podcast info up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, all podcast platforms. If I'm not on one that you want me to be on one, just let me know and I will get the podcast up on there. And if you could rate and review all of that stuff, I'd appreciate it. And t-shirts. Um, go to what a manu- If you go to whatamaneuver.net, search Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, you can order a shirt from there. Half of all the profits is going to Ray Winnipeg, Resource Assistance for Youth Winnipeg, a local nonprofit, just to help them out and they can direct the funds where need be. Um, if you are in Winnipeg or the uh, the 204 Manitoba area, 
let me know. Um, I'm getting shirts done up locally and hopefully, fingers crossed, they will be ready this week. Uh, no promises. So if you're local, let me know. Uh, I'll, we can meet up, get those shirts. Uh, other than that, you can check out What a Maneuver if you're outside the province. But uh, yeah, grab a shirt, support a good cause, and uh, let, let's help out any way we can. But besides that, thank you again for checking out the podcast. We will talk soon.